All right, welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. I uh, got held up last night, got a bit pissed, and um, eating a lot of meats and was playing a bit of cards, to be honest. But um, I caught up with the boys this morning. It is Friday morning. I'm sitting in my room in Melbourne. Tommy and Coey both about to go to work, but we couldn't let this slide. Cox Plate Day, some more racing in Sydney, and there's even Manicado this evening. So, Tommy, I welcome you in, mate. Um, pretty good weekend last week in the Everest when we think of bloody nature strip going down um it was a tough gig but i was lucky enough to stand with all the giga kick people next to me and also had a message from my mum telling me to back giga kick but you backed it too mate you had a 50 on there what made you back that yeah good night, mate the same sense around are incredible 46 over tick over forty six thousand people um it was pretty good uh and i like the three-year-old you're always going to be um be aware of the unbeaten horse, especially in a big race like that. And Willow gave up his Caulfield Cup day to go to Sydney. And I uh, I had a better better bet on Mars Crusader, but I just thought they're overdoing it. Giggy Kick would be one like Mars Crusader coming home. And I found out he's actually bred at Beamer Stud, which is where uh, where I grew up too. So there's yep. a little connection there. And uh, his birthday was yesterday. He's just turned three which is incredible, but uh, some great stories around it. I thought Clayton Douglas, uh, the interviews on Thoroughbred Week were the next day and Ali, Ali Mosley in the box with him and uh, having a chat to him were really good. And, yeah, just um, just a really good racing story. It's sometimes good to see some other people win apart from the Wallers and Mars and all that and just a little battler uh, with his first horse going all right. And, uh, yeah, it's a good story. Uh, Koha and myself found ourselves yeah standing next to the gig people in the sort of area and I don't think we assumed that they were going to be the ones celebrating King so we looked a bit dumbfounded seeing that gig kick fly over the top but to be honest Clayton Douglas only started training two years ago and he's already taken out the bloody richest horse race in sprint race in the world. Pretty hectic isn't it and I, I mean Tommy's already touched on the stories of Willow and Craig Williams but I guess on quick mention I want to note uh the sire of Giga Kick, Scissor Kicks. Uh, I think I read, if, if it's correct, I, I read that he's actually siring at the moment at Mo- in Morocco for 600 bucks. <laughs> uh, got a feeling that he's going to be worth a whole lot more after that uh, that victory of Giga Kick on the weekend. Um, yeah, it's quite outstanding, really. That's sick. Um, it was a cracking day, 46,000, like Tommy said. Uh, packed to absolute rafters and you think that I think Winx Day last Winx's last race had 40 so pretty good to see Sydney racing absolutely flying um but we're going to fly through this potty uh boys have to go to work so I'm going to mention the Manicato first we're going to touch on the Manicato then some of Saturday's racing but Manicato to me is a bit of a cracking race uh Paulelli is the fave a lot of people thought obviously that it might have gone to the Everest but it's going around here at pretty much four bucks Bill and Ipatina, love it it can fly late cooling gathers there we saw what it could do when it led last hour or when it ran. Um, Rothfire, best of Bordeaux, September run. Look, I think it's a cracking race. It's really hard to find. And I my smoky of the race is September run, to be honest. And you're getting 17 bucks and 450 a place. That's my roughie of the race. But Tommy, who are you with? Yeah, there's a detailed report in the Facebook group as well. So if you want to have a look at um Kelly and myself and Chris go through every runner, um, have a look on that. We did a cross plate one with Zach as well. But with Best of Bordeaux, I think if this rain comes, which they're all saying that um, it, it is coming, that it, it doesn't really affect Best of Bordeaux. I think booking at Tim Clark's really good. Uh, I really like um, 
the horse as well. It, it, it proved last start. It's um, it's still got it. Yeah, and TC aboard. It's really good. Just got a cross from that outside gate. I was I was a big fan of Cool and Gatter at the thousand. I just think maybe the twelve hundred might be too far, but it it draws inside and yeah, it's probably going to be in with a chance. Billionaire Patina is huge, and it'll it'll enjoy the twelve hundred and. Uh, the one to watch will be eleven eleven. I don't think it'll be this run, but a run soon. It's gonna it's gonna pop off and win. It's trellis, uh, trailing enormously. So uh, it's my smoky, but I'm definitely with best of Bordeaux. I'm looking out the window, and there is some big clouds already starting to form. So a bit of rain probably coming. Uh, Coey, who are you with? Um, I was gonna ask you how's it look over down there. Has it started raining yet or no? Nah, nah there's still um, blue sky with big, big, big clouds. I mean, it's still rated a good four. So, I mean, it all comes down to how heavy this race is going to be. Like, Ethan, I've put Rothfire on top thinking thinking the best for it, I guess. Like, if it stays good four to soft five, I, I mean, I wouldn't want too much more than a five. Like, it, it, I think it's one on a six once or might have been a second on a six once. But any any heavier than that is just pretty much we'll put a pen straight through it. But... If it does stay on the dry side, I like Rothfire. I think it maps really well. I think it, the odds are there because people speculating the rain, so to speak. So I'm happy to take that on. I think everyone, the general consensus, I think we all had was Bell and Nepatina doing well mm. tonight. And I, I definitely see it. Like, I mean, it's drawn barrier two. It probably gets one or two back, uh, one out. I think it re- maps really well, loves the valley. It is a bit of a bridesmaid kind of horse. I think it's got five second placings on record. But saying that, I think it's a really good horse. And it gives, it's the best chance it's had to win a group one, I think, like this. And best of, uh, best of the rest, probably. I, I like September on as well, Thomas. I think it's a smoky. If the tempo is hot with, like, astrologists and the likes going forward, I think something like September run, if it produces anything like the William Reed uh, earlier this year, I think tickets in for a great chance so those three for me it's good to see when like any any horse can make up ground flying late in the valley it's so good when you see that compared to just the leaders just holding on and winning <clears throat> Ram week tomorrow uh spring champion day look there's a couple of short races earlier on that who knows we got like the highways and everything Jalmari I think should go right in the highway midway I am skipping tri-state is still going around somehow Let's go race four, and that was with Mahagoni. Blake Shin is in some fucking cracking form at the moment. Blake's um Blake did really well at even Geelong the other day when I was there. Uh, he rides Mahagoni for David Payne, Walinga Rufio. Uh, most people know this horse. Um, I think it's won maybe two starts ago or saying Tyler's there, Commanding's there, Naval Seal, 1A, Omaji, Phillipsburg for those followers that's there as well. But, Tommy, any love here? You see us? Mahagoni fan. And I think I'm just trying to get the stat right, but it was something like he's ridden, I think it was eight, seven or eight wins from his last 18 rides. Like <laughs> he's flying a eh? at the moment. Yeah. He's um he's back, definitely making a a name for himself. Yeah, Ma- Mahagoni step up last start. I think um yeah, I think he got too far back as well. Shin for him. Um I think it's between it and Willinger Rufio. I think Willinger Rufio is um, a really good horse on its day. Two starts back, he um, he led all the way really well. And I think if the rain comes, it doesn't really hurt. I'm probably leaning towards Willinger Rufio. And if we get a lot of rain in Sydney, which there's a chance we are, I think there's a knockout um, 
each way chance in Phillipsburg in the rain as well. But um, I'll probably go well in Garufia. Same with you, King. Tricky, tricky race, I think. I think um, the place bet on Phillipsburg is a good one. I just don't know if it's... Uh, looking at the speed map, it's a little bit muddly. Uh, I think there will be a soft lead held by... I can't remember who's drawn low, but uh, the likes of Naval Seal boxes up. And I think the price is on the low scale for me. Willinga Rufio, Tommy's already made a case for it. And I think... Is this Kermanding's race? I can't yep. remember. Yeah, yeah, clipping it on board. It is commanding. Uh, that's a really interesting run of mine. It had it a, it returned to the track. I don't know, a couple of weeks back, off. Uh, I think a nineteen month layoff. It must have been injured or something rather. Um, it performed really well last. Uh, I imagine there's going to be heaps of improvement to come. So definitely keep that safe. But as I recall, I think I did tip Willinga Rufio on top as well with a small placement on Phillipsburg. Nice. All right, Tom, tell us about race five, mate, and why it's called what it is. Uh, it's only the Fuente Handicap. We uh, sponsor, uh, the farm, Robert Lotion, only sponsor it every year. And the year after my grandmother, Beryl, passed, uh, the, offer, the ATC offered to have a Canterbury race um, midweek named after her. And uh, a lot of the family couldn't go. So we asked uh, if um, if we, we could make this race in lieu of sponsorship of our Beryl, Beryl White Fuente Handicap and the ATC very uh, excited by that and uh, that's why we get this race called the yeah, Vale Beryl White on Cox Plate Day. Fuente uh, finished second in two Cox Plates just missing out. Yeah, it's it's it'll be really good. Um, I'm going out with the family and uh, my, my two sisters who I don't think have been in the races for a long time and uh, aunt and uncle and cousins and yeah, the family are all going out and pay um, Pay respect to her. She was a life member at the ATC and she loved racing. You couldn't go anywhere with her at the races though because she gets stopped by every single one because she knew everybody's name and knew everyone there. So, good. yeah, it, it, it'll be a great day. So I'm looking forward to going. Um, in terms of the race itself, it's I think it's a bit of an open open race. You get some horses looking to step up in open grade and some coming down off um, some better races. Dime Mill after the um, five Diamonds prelude last week against Ellsberg. I think it might be a chance um, finishing behind Ellsberg. Uh, yeah, week back up. And there's a whole, I, I didn't think there was too much um, in the run, finishing eighth. Um, you see two eights in it, but he's only, he's only been off the uh, winner five and then two and a half lengths. So, They've been tight races, and I think Regan Bayless on. Um, I think Di Mill might be able to win this, but there's a few others. I think War Eternal looks really good as well. And uh, if Big Boy Roy has his best, then he'll be hard to beat. And yeah, yeah, down on the weights, but I'll go Di Mill. Where are you, King? Di Mill? I liked Di Mill last week in that little prelude, but I think it was only a pass mark for my. I think as we speak right now, I don't know what the price is, but I think. I've marked it as unders at the time being. I think it needs to drift out a little bit more. Uh, whether that happens, I'm not sure. What have I gone with here? I think I've... So, yeah, yeah, I can't back it until it finds a little bit more winning form. I can't find a horse full stop. It, the uh, wet going won't be an issue for it. So, for the fans of yeah, yeah, and Darren Flindell saying yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. good luck to you. Um, Palmetto is an interesting horse. Uh, I could see... It probably will be a market watch for it. I think there could be a little bit of speaking coming into race day, uh, a little bit of an untapped site, but 
in the same colours. I think War Eternal looks pretty good. Forget his last start, I think. Um, that was in the Epsom. He came straight off the back of a benchmark 78 into an Epsom. So I think that just found him out a little bit. I think the connections were a little bit overzealous and ambitious, so to speak. And he matches up a lot better in this race. He's down in the weights again. Yeah, I, I see plenty of merit for it. So I'll be with War Eternal here. Okay, War Eternal. Race six, the Brian Crowley. Cody was, or Cody was really good last start. I, Pretty sure Tommy was aboard last start from memory, and it was a really good win. It was super impressive. Let's just mention it. Cody's going around. It's four bucks into 270 today, which is um, showing some serious backing, checking, scratching. That's no, good. Uh, that goes all right. Cody, you got Insurrection, uh, which is Blake Shin aboard. Always got to be wary. Dashing Legends there. Thron Bone. Uh, that went over a bunch of wins in a row and up a couple of, a little while ago. I think it ran a fifth in trial. Northern Beaches going around as well, King, for us, going around at 12 bucks with Bowman aboard. But Tommy, Cody, does it go around? Gets collared in the saddle this time? Yeah, you think if it um, keeps showing the form it's been going, it'll be hard to beat. So, yeah, you gotta got to say Cody's the one you you got to be with. But um, maybe maybe a uh, Quinella with uh, Chilante. I thought Chilante's uh, shown really good form this prep, but uh, just got lost a bit in Melbourne. And I think... Uh, uh, coming back to Sydney, for, uh, Clary. Um, yeah, this horse has been doing really well, and Pikey on, I think it might have a chance as well. So, um, Cody to win, but maybe something on Chalante each way. Cody wins, King. When the market first opened, or the, when the acceptances landed, should I say, um, I thought it was a bit of a match race. I thought it was going to be Willinger Beast versus Cody, myself as well. Now that Willinger Beast is out, well, I think it's out anyway. By all reports, it's going down south to Mooney Valley tomorrow. Yeah, it's out. So saying that, I think Cody is, it is the progressive horse. I think it's going to be hard to beat. It'll probably lead again. It looks pretty, pretty much a soft, soft lead as well. I think Insurrection will come forward as well from Barry Six. And like you mentioned, uh, Blake Shin, no slouch. Warrants a little bit of respect and Wingardium form. Not, I mean, last week it was kind of found out, but regardless of that, prior to that, it was a, a really good horse on the up. I guess the other interesting horse you could look at if you're if you like following Giga Kick form, I guess it's Thron Bone number one. Uh, I think it was fourth in the Vane Stakes against it. Eight weeks between runs, it's had a bit of a freshen up. I'm guessing it's had to jump out somewhere in between. Twelve hundred meters looked suit. I think it merits a, a little bit of respect at the odds, but uh, yeah, it's hard to look past the favourite here, Cote for mine. Sweet. All right, Golden Miles going around, dollar eighty favorite. Uh, we all know what happened last one. Uh, Bowman aboard, communist. Seems like Blake Shin's just up in the market every race. Uh, Flag of Honor's there, a lot more love. Brenton aboard, Brosnan. But look, Golden Mile, very, very good and very impressive at Caulfield in the Group One. Uh, can you go past it, Tommy? As the name suggests, Golden Mile, you'd think a mile would would definitely suit it, and um, I think a dollar eighty is probably the right price. So. I can't see anything really beating it. I, I've got to be with it, but um, maybe to run second. Communist been really good, um, been very impressive, and it it probably the standout and a lot more love. Just keeps stepping up every time it's asked as well. And you never know if we get a lot of rain. It, when was it last week or the week before? It it really showed a bit, um, putting them away. So I think they're the main chances. I just can't see anything beating the uh, Golden Mile. It was really impressive when he uh, get his last start. Where are you, King? Golden Mile wins? Yeah, I think ditto in my... I think that um, 
Caulfield Guineas run was enormous. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if I want to use the M word quite for it, but I think the price is right. It's Group 1 winning form. Uh, it's been up against uh, definitely a better field than this, uh, to say the least. Far more competitive anyway. The map's a little bit of an odd one, but at the same time, I think Huey on board, the horse is flying. I can't really look past it. I could definitely make a case, a small case is for communists, flag of honour, who come out of the same race, I think. And a lot more love was good last week, but I think this is going to be far stronger for it. So I can't be putting my dollars uh, hard earned on it. Uh, I'd be looking probably a Quinella play, I reckon. Golden Mile with maybe a bit of communist of flag of honour. Okay, flag of honour as well. Main race of the day, we got the Spring Champion Stakes and Elliptical is the fave and Blake Shin gets the ride. She's extreme there. This time it's Glenn Schofield uh, aboard for Anthony Cummings, Williamsburg, Promito, Sharp and Smart, Smart Horse, Renaissance Woman, uh, Makakonge Conqueror. You've got a bunch of those. I think the last race might have been the Flight Stakes I just thought how far she's extreme in the spring champion. I had a few messages saying the same thing, saying it might be a really good bet. I don't know. Do we worry? I don't know if people bag out Glenn. Glenn mustn't. Glenn's not that bad that he gets a bloody Everest ride either. So I think I think he cops probably a lot of undue bagging out from me as well. But um, I'm going to stick with Glenn. I think Glenn can do it for me. Who are you with, Tommy? She's extreme. I took eight dollars all in, so I'm glad to see the money for it. You can you understand why they're back in elliptical. It was a massive run, and um, behind Golden Mile in that guineas and stepping up it, and and it maps really well. Shin Shin coming up from Melbourne, and every, everything looks really good for elliptical. But the reason for she's extreme is just um, she was massive um, in the flight. She came second to Zoo Gotcha, but you look at the the form around in that uh, race, they've just kept going on and winning from it. And it's it's definitely been harder field. She's been a part of going through the uh, Golden Rose as well and really performing. And I, I Anthony's always sort of spoken about this for us. So I'm, I'm definitely with Cheese Extreme. But in saying that, there's some really good horses in this race. And on their day, they, they're going to be hard. I think Williamsburg um, it was really impressive winning two starts ago. Prometo against Open Company last start, coming third behind Cascadium was very nice and sharp and smart. Um, two wins this prep, tough one in New Zealand, and then um, wins the gloaming uh, on a Wednesday was really, really uh, good. And, and Renaissance Woman coming out and uh, coming from last and winning last start. So, and much of Latte's last run, who could miss that? It was it was really good. So I think it's a ripping addition. Um, of this uh, race this year. Uh, I'm going to be with She's Extreme, though. You are you, King? She's Extreme? It's tough. It really, really is tough. Tom, Tommy's pretty much touched on all the horses I want to. Um, she's Extreme, I think. Yeah, the pundits are coming for it. It's five bucks now. Um, and it definitely warrants. It's just a matter of when it puts the runs on the board. Last trip, obviously, huge. And seems to be a horse on the up. I uh, don't know if this is the grand final for it. Uh, are they going to a, uh, sorry, an Oaks? I'm not sure what they're thinking about it. I definitely think she figures there in terms of speed, because she's extreme is probably going to be a little bit more forward, like we've seen in the last couple of starts, which is probably ideal set up for this. Uh, do we go with Victorian form? I don't know. Elliptical, I mean, as we've already spoken about Golden Mile, and it was only... It came second by a head in that Caulfield Guineas, and 
it was a really strong, strong run uh, from a horse that I had no idea about before that race. Um, I think this is the reason why Blake Shin has come up to Sydney. So definitely warrants respect. Ah, it's a really level peg market here. And Sharp and Smart, surprisingly, on the drift, Renaissance Storm and the like. I really like Williamsburg, and uh, it's probably going to be the bet that I make on the day. But as we stand wide open, uh, give me a little bit on Williamsburg, I think. All right, Williamsburg at 5.50. The last race we'll look at in Sydney is the Invitation and Ice Bath winner last year, I think. Won the, the Invitation was last year. I'm pretty sure Ice Bath won. Yep. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. Yeah. So first, first, uh, first running. I'm, I'm pretty sure Brad, Brad Whitup is quite funny when he got the, he kept like standing next to a mailbox waiting for an invitation and then finally got one. It was good. Um, Tommy Cherry rides for him. Uh, that's the favorite at 460. Nimalee is going around. Nimalee was, I'm trying to remember, two starts ago was fucking enormous winning at Rose Hill. Espiona, not for me. Forbidden Love swats that. She's a belter. Promises success. They're all there as well. Expat speed as well. Be good to see Ice Bath get the chockies again, Tommy. Yeah, she's very, uh, very well back for the the Epsom with the McDonald on and uh, sort of didn't perform. But uh, in saying that, she came fourth. But she before that, she was looking really good. And Brad said she's better than she's ever been. So you got to think she's a massive chance. I think that I think there's enough speed for her as well. You look at Nimalee and Expat and and the like going forward. It should set it up for something like Ice Bath. So. Um, I think it's between Nimalee and Ice Bath, but I, I, I might just touch um, back Nimalee. I just think um, they both they both came through the Epsom and um, performed pretty well, but I think Nimalee's just got that room bit more improvement and Ice Bath. Um, yeah, it just it it doesn't like winning. It hasn't won since this race last year either. And uh, Sherry back Sherry on is is a good fit, but I, I'm going to stick with uh, Nimalee. She's a belt is a really interesting one. Been waiting to see her since winning the JJ. Um, I think she's going to fly late, but um, and really catch the eye. And you want to be back in her when she gets to a mile or further. And Forbidden Love, I thought, um, was uh, she had a little freshen and the tick over last week in the Sydney Stakes. It'll read eleventh on the guy, but she wasn't that far off. So um, this is this is her, her sort of fourteen hundred meter Randwick. Um, soft track suits as well, but you can make a case uh, for a lot here. But I think, um, oh, and a roughy never talk as well. I thought never talk runs have been huge, but may nice. just find it too hard here. But yeah, I'll be with Nimalee. Right, Nimalee, Coe, you go with that? I do like Nimalee as well. Ice Bath is it's such a nonny, isn't yeah. it? Like it, the last um, <laughs> last win was yeah the invitation this race. Last year, and I can't remember what price it went around, but it was short. I'm sure it was really short and backed heavily on the day as well. Uh, I guess it, the, most of these uh, these horses can handle the uh, heavy going, so I don't think that takes them out of the race. Nimalee, yeah, Tommy's made a great case for it. I really like it as well. I think the golden pendant, no, yeah, was it the golden pendant one? Yeah, it was the golden pendant one, and that one. If it runs anything like that, I think it'd be right in the finish. Something like promise of the pro, promise of success excites me a little bit as well. It just all comes down to how the speed map maps. I haven't done that quite yet, but it will fly late. What can I make a case for expat? It missed. It lost a start. Missed the kick from the barriers and 
we went pear shape real quickly. Um, I'm happy to give it another go. I think the heavy going is perfect for it. Barrier four suits. So as long as it jumps cleanly, I think it last starts a bit of a put a pen through it kind of kind of race. So I can give Expat another go. I think Nimoli's got a great chance and promises success. I'll treat wary. Okay. Right, that is the invitation. Uh, let's go to Mooney Valley for tomorrow. So I'm not going to go through all the races, but I'm going to start with one, which is race number four. It's the Crockett Stakes, a listed one, uh, just because it's one of mine. And Coey mentioned Willinga Beast, so this horse goes around there as well. But these two are pretty much equal favourites, 340, 380. Uh, Greece is going around, Jamie Carr. So this has always been one of mine. I followed it for a little while. It was really good win at Geelong, its last start. But look, it's going to the Valley. It's 1,200 metres. Jamie Carr aboard. It's one of mine. Uh, I'll be backing it. Willinga Beast is going out at 380. We've got Wee Nessie, Everglade, a bunch of other horses that I don't know a hell of a lot about. But, Coey, I'll go to you. Have you had any look at Mooney Valley Race 4? If not, we can move on. I've only had a small look. I, I I guess the biggest query is the punters have gone the way of Greece and Willinger Beast has been pushed out a touch. Um, Benny B- Mellon booked a ride. I think Chris is wanting to get drier ground and that's why he's gone down there. That's my understanding anyway. Now, I guess the little reservation is how is he going to go around a tight Mooney Valley circuit? I think he will be, I guess, more or less Positively ridden, I, I guess. Um, he's got barrier seven. I'm hoping he sits kind of one out, two back. That's probably as far as I want him to see. Um, I'm not sure about the drift. I, I can understand why Greece is shortening. I think just the fact that it's been staying down there and running down there. I think And Jamie Carr, obviously, she's flying as per for spring carnival's sake. So I do think it is a match race. It's just a matter of do you prefer the market mover or something that's on the drift? Uh, for me, I'm not sure quite yet. I'll probably need to look at it a little bit more thoroughly. But, uh, yeah, I, I can warrant both the favourites being uh, well-respected here. Jamie must be happy riding in spring after last year. Um, Tommy, anything to add to that race? Uh, yeah, not really. Um, uh, maybe we'll linger just a few more runs on the board. But, um, okay. yeah, it, it's good. It, Really tough one, but you've got to think if the money's coming for Greece, it's in in with a massive wrap. Uh, race five, just keep an eye on it. Hell have no fury. Got scratched last week. That was Chris's best bet of the day. Uh, race six is a crystal mile. It's a group two. Gentleman Roy is going around. It's been backed already again, $5.50 and $4. I spoke to Ben Hayes at Geelong on Wednesday. Um, I love those boys. I've only sort of spoken to them a few times on the phone, but was talking to Ben at the races and he loves Gentleman Wright. So he's one of his favourites. He's that's flying um, and he thinks it's a good bet. So four bucks goes around as the favourite. My Oberon is there as well for Johnny Allen, 460. Uh, Visionary, it is bloody good. He's a fucking good horse, 750 to five bucks. You got Military Exit. Callsign Mav can always do the upset, has done at Big Odds before. Buffalo Rivers there, Holby in. This is a Kraken race at Mooney Valley. Coey, thoughts? I like my Oberon here. Uh, I, I know it is unexposed form and it's a, a UK import, but Nisham, oh man, she knows how to pick them. So uh, Johnny Allen jumps on board. Money has been coming for it. Uh, it six fifty today, and now four sixty. It beat. I um, mean, it was in the weight for age group two, albeit coming third last start. But the race prior—that's where I want to be looking at. It It beat a small field. It was only four horses in the race, but it beat Morden News carrying 61 kilos there. 
over the mile as well. And that kind of pricks my ears up a little bit. Uh, I know it'd be uh, 59 kilos on the uh, on Saturday, but money's coming for it. I don't mind the X factor that, you know, Nation's brought this only, what, 105 days ago it ran, you know, in the UK and already straight into, an, you know, um, a Melbourne Spring Carnival. So it must be tipped off if she's nommed and accepted. Um, yeah, hard to go against the market as well. So I, I wouldn't mind rolling the dice on something like my Oberon. Tommy, I'll go to you for the next race. We're going to get going. You guys got to work. Race seven, shits me to say it, the Barclay Square is going around. Um, if this wins this race, I'm going to be devastated after the last race. Uh, it's going around at $2.40. Virtuous Circles there. J-Max bought it five bucks. Pericles, Jamie Carr, Jenny Jerome. Um, they're all there. But Tommy, is this does Craig Williams just win on Barclay Square to just rub it into myself? Uh, yeah, just touching on the previous, just real quick, I think the Literary Square and Coulson have a uh, good chance. But, um, yeah, Berkeley Square, you got to you got to think um, a bit more like this race. Um, it's more field. It's it's going gonna, it's gonna to go very close and uh, it's been back to so. I think, if it, I think it'll actually maybe get a bit more money for it too. So back it now, I, I, yeah, I think it's the uh, standout of this race. So. You make a case for maybe a couple others, but I'll, I'll go with the favourite. Okay. I'm going to skip to the Cox Plate because we probably got to have a bit to talk about this. Uh, like Tom said earlier, there was a write-up we put on Facebook um, for the, the Manicato and also a runner-by-runner for the Cox Plate with four of us giving our input. Um, have a look. Just search Give Us a Spell podcast or something on Facebook. You'll be able to find it. Uh, Animo is going around his favourite. I think anyone that made one of those accounts is on at $21. So... That, that bookie in particular will be sweating this, but it's on the drift. It's after 240. Zaki is 420. Um, this horse, El Bodigon. So Damien Oliver's aboard. Chris Waller has been back a little bit. Thunderstruck's going around at 13. We've got Gold Trip. We know the horse can do quite well. It's already 26 into 14. Mr. Brightside, be cool for the Hayes boys to win this. That was the one race that they said they would love to win. Alligator Blood, obviously, um, the draw has sort of killed, not killed its chances, but... Um, Hasn't been very favourable for it. Mawanga could definitely play, play a thing in this, I reckon, at $26. You've got the likes of um, a bunch of others at odds there. So we've already sort of given a write-up. Uh, I think three of us all put Zaki aboard, but Kohai stuck true with Animo. Koei, why does Animo win? I think this is a champion horse, it's just simply put. It's going to go for its fourth Group 1 win, this preparation. It's just... Uh, what an animal this thing is. I just think that 240, I think I'm surprised the bookies have pushed him out of touch. Uh, Jamie Cummings, I think it maps really well. Barrier four, I think it'll just settle slightly off the speed and just pounce late. I just think that, yeah, I think it's going to try and go one better than last year when it was stuck in that protest against State of Rest. So uh, I'm just hoping that the connection salute this, this time around. Okay. Uh, Tommy, Zaki, why does Zaki win? I don't know. I, I keep changing every day, to be honest. It's um, when, when I think I changed my mind four times when we're writing that, um, coming up with reasons why everyone can win it. I think it's, I think it's such a good race. I mean, you can make cases for so many of them. And um, yeah, look, Zaki, I, I think Zaki maps really well. That's, that's the big concern. And I think this race changes if Alligator Blood comes it could help Zaki massively. It just um, gets the lead and, and could keep um, get a really soft lead. And 
and really um, bring a few of the other horses unstuck. Uh, there's talk that uh, Mwanga could be a bit closer, maybe maybe even a few others. Speaking to Alex Nolan as well, he's uh, yesterday he he made a good case for Gold Trip as well. Um, but Animo Animo could just brain easily brain them. Yeah. McDonald McDonald says there's room for improvement, and he's still still really confident on him and. Um, when when McDonald's confident and on a big big horse like Animo, you got to think he's chosen Animo over Zaki. He'll be doing everything to get the win. So Animo, yeah, I as you said, I took the the offer from Better on Animo, but um, look, I think when it comes down to it, it'd be Animo v Zaki, and then maybe Moanga each way as well. But it, I think it's a cracking race. I am with you. I have backed Animo, but I'm I'm iffy, and I think others can win. Like, what do we do with this Walla um, El Bodegon horse too? Obviously, that's had some support. Right, it is probably time to wrap up, boys. Let's um let's make a quick multi. I'm going to be chucking in uh, Cody. I'm going to go Cody. I know that I reckon it can go one again. Jay Collard aboard. I am taking the two seventy and adding that to the bet slip. I was having a look at Agreeable in the last at um. Mooney Valley, but um, you know, skip, but that would have been my next one. Tom, what do you want to add in? I think there's a good horse returning uh, in the West. <laughs> are we going to uh, Now, three year old. Oh, I've got to find the race. Amelia, it's in. Is it the uh, is it listed race? Yeah. Amelia's Jewel, $2.15. Look, this Snowdome's a good horse, and um, I think it'll be good competition, but really keen to see Amelia's jewel come back. And um, I think it'll, yeah, I think it's got a massive. So I'll put that in the mold. All right. Coe, what are you chucking in? You beat me to it with Kote. Um, what am I doing? I'm just absolutely scram- scrambling as we speak. I'm, I'm almost tempted to take a place bet here. Okay. Do a place um, I would like to put. I don't know if I can straight out and out put Golden Mile to uh, win. So I've got to look at the spring champion. What do I like at a place? I, I still think I'm in Williamsburg's camp. Uh, two, it's odds on, I guess. It's two to one on your money, even okay. money uh, for the place. So uh, let, let's take that. All right. Cody to win. Amelia's jewel to win. Williamsburg to place. You're getting 13 bucks. So not bad. If you want to chuck Williamsburg in to win, you're getting 35 to one. All right, boys, thank you for joining me. Uh, I know we've sort of rushed it this Friday morning, but enjoy work, Tom. Um, enjoy work, Kelly. And Tommy, enjoy the races tomorrow. For once, you're not working and sitting in that truck, sweating bullets in there. You get to go enjoy beers and um, celebrate your turn. Yeah, trying to find a winner. It's much, uh, much better, I reckon. But, uh, yeah, enjoy the valley. Enjoy Manicato and Cox Plate. It's um, going to be a ripper day for you, I reckon. Yeah, hopefully there's no. Hopefully the rain sort of holds off. I'm seeing, looking at my window at the moment, in the distance there's some fucking massive clouds, but there's still some blue sky. Uh, Coe, enjoy. Are you? Uh, what are you doing tomorrow? Are you working? I'm working uh, all day tomorrow, so I'll be watching it from the office. Half your luck. All right, thank you, boys. Thanks for joining me. See you, Matt. See you, boys.